This is Bruce, the first commander of the Queen's combat team of the Garden Angels. If you are capable and truly care about protecting our city from crime, then let's talk. This is a volunteer basis and I need your help. Help in restoring and taking back our city one street at a time. Call or text me at 718-517-0335. There are true angels in all of us. Let your inner angel help me fight. So, do you dare to care? Call Bruce at 718-517-0335. That's 718-517-0335. Someone told me, someone told me, someone told me that uh, there is more happening in the mayor's race in Buffalo than uh, we know. And what is happening there? Well, you need to run over to, what is this, WBBZ TV and find out the latest breaking news on the mayor's race in Buffalo. The latest breaking news on the race in Buffalo is... Okay, uh, I don't think that is the breaking news about the mayor's race in Buffalo. I think uh, actually uh, it may be something a little different. Uh, what they're talking about is a guy by the name of Ben Carlisle. No, not Belinda Carlisle. Uh, that, that's a guy from the Bill Ghost. Ben is running for mayor as a write-in candidate. And to only be fair, let's listen to Ben for a few minutes. Byron Brown, but they don't want Indy Walton's change. And so they're reluctantly sticking with Byron Brown. And then there's some people who are frankly fed up with Byron Brown and they're going to vote for Indy Walton because she represents change and they're comfortable with the kind of change she offers. But neither one of them, as far as I can tell, are getting legitimate adoration. There, I mean, there are some people who are legitimately in love with Indy Walton. I'll grant her that, but I think it's a tiny, small fraction. She got, you know, a shave over twelve thousand votes in the primary, and she talks about how she has the will of the people. There's almost three hundred thousand people in Buffalo. She got twelve thousand people to vote for her. That's not the will of the people. You know, you see a lot of signs in Buffalo, a lot of Byron Brown signs, a lot of Indy Walton signs. What you see more of are empty lots. People who are undecided or just are fed up with politics and they're not going to vote at all. So my biggest challenge right now is not convincing them to vote for me, but to let them know that there's a third option. The more and more people find out that there's a third option, that it's someone who's not associated with any major political party, someone who doesn't owe people favors, someone who isn't collecting money from billionaires, that, you know, people come to my side and people are very, very happy to realize that they have another alternative. But that's the biggest chore, like I said. Not convincing them to vote for me, but just letting them know that there's an option. Well, you know, so that's, uh, of course, an excerpt from a program by uh, Ben Amo, or Amo, uh, Phil Amo, I'm sorry, that's Ben Carlisle. I'm confused this morning. Hey, you know, give me, give me time to get some coffee in me. I'll put a link down to the, 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 the uh, program in the notes, and you can listen. Uh, we're just trying to be fair here and give everybody a chance to be heard, right? 
Yes, sir. That's it for me. Talk to you later. It is Monday, and it is time for another episode of Mike of New York. So we're looking at different headlines today, and Natalie Winters had a interesting story she put out talking about how President Biden has, through the United States Agency for International Development, launched a new $125 million program to identify, find, collect, and take samples of along with foreign contractors. They plan to discover some 10,000 novel viruses in nature. Does that worry you at all, Joe Biden, with 10,000 new viruses that they plan to gather up and put somewhere? Okay, the ambitious program follows what, according to the National Pulse, says agency funding similar research conducted by the Echo Health Alliance. And, of course, this was controversial because the laboratory they used back then was the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, many experts believe that, uh, you know, that Communist Party-run lab was the source of COVID-19. Now, the new program uh, announced by Washington State University uh, in October... Fifth, in a statement, or rather on October 5th in a statement, they will endeavor to collect over 800,000 samples in the five years of the $125 million project. Now, the process is expected to uh, yield some 8,000 to 12,000 novel or new viruses, and researchers will then strengthen and sequence the genomes of the new ones and then uh, they'll see what poses the most risks to animals and human health. That's part of their entire summary. The article goes on. You can read it at the National Pulse. It is again put together by Natalie Winters and um, you know she she puts out some really good stuff on on the National Pulse along with uh, of course Raheem Kassan I'm not really sure if they're a real item or they're just uh, uh, kind of played up by uh, by Steve Bannon on the war room uh, as as an item. Uh, Natalie has, of course, uh, come out with a lot of very interesting articles. Uh, Jack Posobiec, uh, who you often hear also on the war room and is very active in his own right, uh, is asking uh, that if... The Catholic Church and the Pope are going to be making non-religious political statements that we as Catholics have every right to correct them when they're wrong because it is outside of the scope of the Church's mandate of the Pope's infallibility on matters of faith. See, the Pope, of course, uh, for Catholics, does have that specific um issue when he's speaking on on certain issues and when backed up by the College of Cardinals can make decisions on articles of faith. But however, his most recent guest has had a lot of conservatives upset and we're talking of course about Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi dropping by, especially being such a open 
and a firm supporter of abortion, something the Catholic Church views as murder or homicide, as the Pope says, is uh, something that uh, has brought in a lot of criticism by American Catholics who had hoped the Pope would at least try to admonish the House Speaker who claims to be Catholic but doesn't seem to follow any single tenet of the church's teachings. Now remember, of course, the American president right now is also a baptized Catholic. However, what exactly he does does not seem to be so much like what the Catholic church teaches, but more like what some of its uh, problematic priests have caused the church problems with the actions that are, shall we say, less than uh, completely um, in line with the church's teachings. Of course, the church's stand on pro-life issues is very clear, and that has not changed. Pope John Paul II was very firm in this, St. John Paul II, I should say, was very firm in his during this life, and of course, the current Pope uh, Benedict, also uh, Pope Emeritus, has also made similar rulings as well as Pope Francis. Now, this is something that a lot of people, you know, really, really are wondering about as to why uh, the Catholic Church can't discipline those leaders who claim to be Catholic or at least try and talk to them. Yes, of course, as Catholic, we all know that we have free will. That is what the Church teaches you. Anyone who's been to Catholic school knows that. And this is the entire issue, as well as many others that the church has to face. Uh, they already have problems with the cover-ups over alleged cases of sexual abuse. Something I personally believe is also being used as a means to persecute the church. And therefore, they probably are trying or negotiating or lobbying with these leaders to uh, try and, uh, well make up for their sins, as it were, by dealing sadly with sinners in order to try and find better solutions. Of course, there are many issues also that we are looking at today, including Adam Schiff coming clean on Steve Bannon. And of course, uh, that Schiff basically uh, said that holding the ex-Trump White House strategist Bannon in criminal contempt would be a way of getting even by the Democrats at the former White House strategist, and that criminal contempt would uh, be able to get people to push support away from Bannon and his popular war room pandemic news program, podcast, streaming show that a lot of people are practically addicted to, especially those on the right, uh, but also those on the left. Now, Schiff, who is, of course, uh, somehow mixed into the Soros family in a weird sort of way, uh, he is, I believe, married to, or his sister is married to the ex of one of the kids of George Soros, different sources say different things. I do believe it is his wife, who is actually an ex-wife of uh, one of Soros's sons. But Soros has a lot of sons, it seems. Uh, that seems to be a strange thing for someone who supports so much population control. 
But, you know, Schiff and others on the Democrat corporate side uh, feel that getting Bannon off the air would be an important way of getting people's attention and uh, hamper the conservative position on many, many, many issues. At least that's what Schiff told Jim Acosta during an interview on the uh, CNN program Newsroom, uh, which is more just a room than really talking a lot about news. It's just another talk show that discusses a lot of different issues and things. Now, we do know the Supreme Court is... uh, set to make one of its biggest rulings in a decade today. It is unclear if it will come out today or very soon. The uh, Supreme Court will decide whether or not to block the uh, Texas abortion law, which, of course, the Biden administration calls a challenge to the federal control of the country. Hmm, that's interesting. I thought the last time I checked that this was a nation of 50 separate states, each with their own rights as states to pass laws within their territory. Now, of course, as previously reported, uh, this has been pending in many different federal appeals courts Thursday, they have uh, rejected the Biden administration's efforts to stop the law, um, which prevents abortion after six weeks of pregnancy in Texas. Now, this, of course, is just one state, and those residents of that state can easily go to another area or Mexico if they did wish to pursue the procedure. Now, the Justice Department uh, intends to ask the Supreme Court to vacate the uh, fifth circuit's stay of the preliminary injunction against the Texas Senate Bill Number 8. Anthony Coley, the uh, Justice Department spokesman, said in a statement uh, to the New York Times that the new law um, will become the country's biggest roadblock to abortion in nearly 50 years. Uh, And it says that physicians... Uh, are prohibited uh, from knowingly performing an abortion in the state of Texas if there is a detectable fetal heartbeat and this takes place beyond six weeks of pregnancy. Further, if the mother's life is not in danger. So therefore, that basically gives a chance for life to possibly hundreds of thousands of young unborn babies. Now, it relies on citizens to file legal claims against uh, abortion providers. So it's not necessarily like sending cops into OBGYN offices to uh, see what the results are of a, uh, of a test. It just basically relies on um, third parties uh, beyond the patient and doctor to make a decision of whether or not to file a complaint or a protest, which can result in a fine of a uh, severe nature according to pro-abortion activists or as I prefer to call them the pro-death camp Um, but that is another matter for another day 
It is something very important to those of us who support the right to life. And it is very important for those people who feel that this is something that should continue to be protected, at least in those places that seek its protection. Of course, where I live in New York State, it's an entirely different issue. They even put healthy people in with sick people so that everybody gets sick and dies in old age homes and care facilities. At least that's what happened during COVID with the past governor and also some neighboring governors in New Jersey, Connecticut, and others. Some would say it was almost a genocide and it targeted elderly because most of them vote conservative or Republican. Now, that is still not proven, but it would make a very interesting case if that were indeed a fact. Now, Alishi Babbitt is the only person killed during the January... Uh, Ashley Babbitt, I should say, was the only person killed during the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol as a result of direct action uh, by a law enforcement officer. Now, she was an Air Force veteran who served her country proudly. And uh, other Air Force veterans have been asking for her right to a military burial uh, because she did not do anything that would have affected her past service. Now, Babbitt, who was shot and killed uh, by Lieutenant Michael Baird, as it appeared through, she was uh, trying to call through, rather, a broken window of a door leading to the house floor. Uh, would have been able to be buried uh, at the military ceremony uh, with honors, according to her mother and uh, others. But, however, because she became involved in the January 6th incident, uh, she has uh, lost, according to some sources, her uh, space in Arlington National Cemetery. Now, it is unclear exactly why the D.C. police officer, Michael Burt, chose to shoot Babbitt because she posed no threat to anyone and probably could have easily been subdued crawling through the door. But that is something that we will never really know much about why exactly the shots were fired at that point. Some say it went a little too far, and no penalties were ever fully uh, implemented against any of those officers in that case. So, as we roll along with rambling thoughts and ideas, uh, this morning's podcast is still focusing on what exactly is going to be our main topic for today. Of course, we're going to touch again on the uh, rallies and issues that uh, we're bringing up for uh, later on in the week. We're also going to be looking at the various topics uh, that are being discussed today by the different platforms uh, out there on various uh, issues of interest, including, but not just saying, uh, those that uh, look at things from a slightly less reported perspective and news sources. You know, um, like I often like to look at CBN News, which is the Christian Broadcasting Network, 
And, uh, you know, some of their headlines are always interesting, like God loves everybody, which is a fact. And that's what Pat Robertson tells everyone as he's retiring after 60 years of broadcasting. Wow, that's uh, more than I've been alive. Uh, that's how long he's been, of course, uh, an evangelist on television. Now, that is something um, very, very curious. Uh, however, um, what we are also looking at is another story about uh, the kidnapping of U.S. missionaries uh, who are expected to be released in Haiti uh, should ransom, which is very steep in price, is paid. Uh, a ministry spokesman for the group of missionaries has said, the character of the events in Haiti appear purely to be uh, something that basically their Christian groups are calling for urgent prayers. The uh, 17 or 18 missionaries uh, are being held by a group that appears to be purely a KFR or kidnap for ransom. Now, there are 17 U.S. missionaries and one Canadian. Um, they're all from a U.S.-based missionary group, which was abducted by a gang notorious for killings, kidnappings, and robberies, as well as extortion in Haiti. Witnesses say the uh, missionaries from the Ohio-based uh, Christian Aid Ministries were forced uh, off of a bus at gunpoint after visiting an orphanage Saturday outside of Port-au-Prince. The uh, group includes five men, seven women, five children. The youngest uh, is just two years old. Uh, they, of course, are uh, requesting for prayers from their supporters around the United States and Canada and elsewhere in the world and hope that the situation can soon be revolved. Authorities suspect that they were snatched by the notorious uh, 400 Mazipo gang, or is this uh, Mawoza? Mawozu. Mawozu gang. Sorry, my vision isn't that good. Reading is not my skill when your vision goes bad. Um, now, they're basically a bunch of rough riding. Uh, uh, hooligans, as some describe them. Uh, many of them are very uh, inexperienced and excitable men. Uh, a lot of them are, of course, extremely addicted to narcotics and commit crimes to be able to carry out their habits. Now, they had kidnapped about five Catholic priests and two nuns uh, earlier this year. And uh, they had been responsible for uh, some other kidnappings. Uh, they have demanded as much as $1 million per hostage uh, for each of the 17, according to the New York Times. But uh, it is said the kidnappers are not considered terrorists, but rather a criminal gang. And uh, the Biden administration appears at this point, according to the U.S. State Department, to just be handling this as a traditional kidnapping and not as an act of terrorism, even though this is a number of Americans 
many of them children being held overseas. Uh, the military is not involved in this incident. The uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation, which has legal attaches, which act as police attaches or law enforcement attaches at foreign embassies, has a team in Haiti and they are monitoring and of course reporting on the situation as well as assisting the families of these missionaries to be able to do what they need to do, which is double speak for helping them to be able to secure uh, funds for the ransom if necessary and transfer it themselves. Um, that's just something the uh, U.S. government doesn't really advertise, but they do often do that. And uh, it is just something uh, that is kind of sad, but it, it does happen. Uh, there is... Uh, Little of it can be done in many of these, but the standard procedure, which is to give uh, in at first, at least, to some of the demands, try and negotiate and secure proof of life, and then get as many of the uh, hostages out as possible. In this instance, they would probably be concentrating on getting the children, then later the women and men out uh, eventually. And that's usually what they would do in this type of instance. We don't really know what direction that is heading. And so far, that is my morning buzz or morning look at the day today. I will be back with more later on. This is Mike of New York. I am Mike K. Cohen. K stands for... Cool. <laughs> no, actually, the K stands for Kinyazif. It's my uh, uh, mother's maiden name. Um, and the uh, name of my grandfather, who came out of somewhere and went to some place and uh, settled on there. That's a story for another time. Anyway, we're also looking at uh, a story and a report about uh, two hours ago of the former U.S. Defense Secretary and uh, General Colin Powell, uh, who has passed away at the age of 84 from complications with COVID-19. Now, Powell uh, is dead, according to reports, uh, and uh, that is basically the uh, the story that is, is breaking across the news wires this morning as we wrap things up and different issues that are on the main topic of contention this morning. We'll be back with more later on. This is a quick roundup of some of the topics and stories we're looking at today. We're also going to be going back to Buffalo later and talk about some other aspects of what's going on in the political race up there and how the Communist Party of the United States has become very active in a political fight between Democrats and Democrats uh, and Democratic Socialists. We'll tell you the differences later on. I'm Mike of New York. See you in a while.